0: If you fuck you fucking people, oh, Christ. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was. Wow. <laughs> I was. <laughs> that was a pathetic intro. I really enjoyed that.
0: I was sliding. Joe up...
1: trying to sit up better on the couch and failing. Uh,
0: it was a tough thing. What does it mean <laughs> when you apply p- pressure to your lower back and you feel almost like you have a tumor in your throat when that happens? It,
1: I don't know, but it's probably not
0: good. It's not
1: great. It's not great. Uh,
0: It's We'll See You in Hell Party People. And this is where we talk about stuff, usually about horror, sci-fi, fantasy-related film and television. Sometimes, like today, we go a little bit out of the box And that's not a euphemism. Uh, Today we're doing MI6, which for all intents and purposes is a fantasy film. It's a
1: little bit of a fantasy. They're peeling off their faces at at various (laughs) points in the movie. Uh, It stars Tom, was it Cruz? It
0: stars Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Ann Miller. The gun and Betty Lou's
1: handbag. Alex Winter of Freaked. Yeah. And Bill and Ted's, you ever see Freaked?
0: Yeah, no, I know he what it directed is. It. Freaked. Yeah, that was he was going to be a director, and I think that
1: I was, love that movie. I heard it's great. Really funny scenes in it. Mr. T's in it. Uh, uh, Alex Winter plays Bill in the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. And Billy Baldwin Seriously. is in this flick. Yeah.
0: Not Freaked, MI6. Alec Baldwin's in this. No, flick. I know. That was why I said Alex when oh. I was fucking up all the names. You gotcha. You gotcha. gotcha. Billy Baldwin.
1: Ving Rain. By the way, Scream ends. Let me take you there a little early. Oh, really? They see Ving Rhames in his own home. A neighbor calls. Police break in. They're like, there's a big black guy in the house next door. They they bust into Ving Rhames' own home. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! To arrest him, and Are Ving Rhames is like,
1: "I'm Ving Rhames." <laughs> this happened like two weeks ago.
0: Are you kidding? Why, why would I make that That's up? That's fucking insane.
1: It would be a sick thing to make up, wouldn't it?
0: Yes, it would be. A, I, I mean, I know you're not making it up. I'm, I'm merely speaking in, in euphemistically. It's in the news. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is he suing? I would. I don't think so, but he should. What do you think the odds are that he went to his neighbor after and he said, now, listen, sometimes you're going to see me in a window. And you're going to feel a sting in the back of your neck to call the cops. Right. That's pride fucking with you.
1: You're quoting the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis? Yes. Because yeah.
0: as far as I know, that's only from that roast. He never did that in a movie or anything. Right. Okay. Thing
1: on. Rams is he fat now? It's hard to tell when watching Mission Impossible. He wears a lot of, like, Soprano shirts.
0: Which usually means you're fat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his face looks weird. He looks like a big muscular guy that that probably put on weight. You know? Sure, yeah. Still enjoy him. I still enjoy him very much.
1: They cause... didn't they'd always kind of cut away when Ving would start running. They'd be like, "Let's uh let's see what we got in a two shot of Tom and then come back to Ving when the running has stopped."
0: Yeah, it's bad when uh it's bad when you're letting Simon Pegg get more uh, action screen. <laughs> yeah. to... Speaking of looks.
1: Yeah. So well, I Simon mean... Pegg, we're watching that man bald. I I think from scene to scene, we're watching him bald.
0: <laughs> I love Simon Pegg, but what is he, 68? For Christ's sakes, I thought the guy wasn't that much older than we are. He looks like a 68-year-old man.
1: It's what happens to all British actors. like They they look like newborns until they're 25, and they immediately look like they're 80-year-old women.
0: Gervais is going strong. He still looks great.
1: <laughs> F- fat British guys have it a little better. The pale, frail, light-skinned Fair-haired British guys always wind up looking like old women. Uh, look, Hugh Grant looks like a seventy-five-year-old woman.
0: You, you, I, I never would have put money on the fa- uh, on the on, on Robbie Coltrane keeping it together longer <laughs> yeah. than Simon. That helps. That helps. Did uh? Do you now? Do you think he's hitting the sauce? Because he's got a real,
1: he's got a leathery face. Peg man. might be hitting the sauce. He's you know, made. He's written movies
0: about trying to beat the sauce. That is true. That World's End, which I really didn't care for. I like the world's edit. Did he write that though? I thought the other I thought his buddy wrote it that directed it.
1: I thought it was the two
0: of them, but I might uh, maybe be wrong. it was. I don't know much. <laughs> but I know how I love you. All right. Well <laughs> you, you slid a segment in real early.
1: Uh you know, I thought that was a scary story. Do you have any news stories? Uh
0: news stories. Uh no, not this week. That's that's okay. that that did us just fine. Uh but I do have something for scary stuff. All right.
1: We but didn't do scary stuff last week.
0: We didn't. You, you know we don't have to we don't
1: have to answer to you every fucking week. Uh, I'm in a CVS today.
0: Yep. Stands for. I believe it's a disease that causes cervical cancer. Jesus, all, all right, right, that's HPV. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my three letter things mixed up. I don't know what's what the fuck does CVS stand for. No clue. Certified variable. Nope. C- uh, Cybergun. Yeah. <laughs> Buying, uh, I need to buy condoms because I like to make sure that I'm safe, that I got some on hand. Yes. I go into a section. Rubbers. Prophylactics. Personal intimacy. Yep. Is the name of the su- section they keep them in now. Wait, real quick, pause.
1: Using this basic area as a setup, give me a Woody Allen joke involving the section personal intimacy, and I need the voice as well, please.
0: <laughs> it's an improv challenge. Hold on a second. I need you to repeat that, because when you said pause, I wasn't sure if you meant pause the recording. No, 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 I no. didn't. It's still going.
1: What I want is, so you're going into the section of, of CVS personal intimacy, and I want a Woody Allen joke and a Woody Allen voice. Okay. Off this
0: premise. <laughs> uh... uh <laughs> They keep the condoms in the usually in the personal intimacy section. Uh, I often buy mine in the public intimacy section because <laughs> I find if you can't share it with anybody, you should be ashamed of it. Yeah. Okay. Right, there you All go. right. Um, anyway, personal intimacy. So they got the fucking condoms in this like like you know locked case. Glass you can't case, just yeah. get them because I guess people are stealing
1: condoms a lot. You hey. Gotta, they sh- they shouldn't have to steal them, and they also shouldn't be twenty five dollars. Yeah, to buy a, a, an eighteen pack of condoms when everybody's
0: getting each other knocked up. So there's a button. Yeah, it says press for assistance. Okay, you press it. Announcement through the whole fucking store. We need a we need a customer service rep and family planning. Wait,
1: were you shopping in every
0: '80s sitcom?
1: <laughs> It was like out of the Golden Girls. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that, w- were you the one millionth customer, perhaps?
0: <laughs> I swear to God that happened. I'm That's the crazy. only one standing at the condom rack. We need a customer service rep to family planning. I'm what sorry. Were you do? shopping at
1: Porky's 2 The Revenge?
0: <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. Then I'm in line. And... Uh, I'm standing in front of this guy, and I go, dude, I forgot to buy something. Can you hold my place? He goes, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, nice. Just that is a victory. It was a victory. He goes, no problem. Go ahead. He's got a little bit of an accent. I realize he's a Mexican dude. That's why he's nice. And he does this move that I had such respect for. Went into CVS for one reason, one reason only, to buy a handle of Bacardi, which beautiful. I can only assume he's making some delicious desert juice of the cacti. <laughs> Drink with it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah <laughs> it it was such a it was such a classic move. I loved it. I fucking loved it. All right. Uh, anyway, so that was my that was my day, folks. Don't get me started on what yesterday was like.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm walking into a, a per, personal intimacy. I see in the section, and uh, <laughs> you know, I realized that I can't buy anything in in personal intimacy because I've never experienced it. <laughs> It's narration to uh Annie Hall to the revenge. <laughs> uh Annie Hall to this time it's personal. <laughs> Annie Harder. <laughs> uh Army Hammer. You like Army Hammer? Uh
0: I think Army Hammer is fine. You like you like, like Army Hammer? I think he's fine. And I think he's Jim Glick. Who was the actor I was just looking at and I was like this is like, this guy is just like Army Hammer where, you know, he. he I feel like Army Hammer, it was supposed to be real big. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Well,
1: he, he put all his chips on the Lone
0: Ranger. I enjoyed
1: the Lone Ranger. Never saw it, but I know a lot of people enjoy it.
0: And we've questioned Tarantino's uh, opinions on films. Tarantino went on record saying that was his the best movie yeah. of that year. That's right. He's a fucking madman. Uh, Matt Zoller Seitz,
1: who is a great uh movie critic and a great critic especially to follow on twitter he always just has great film conversations going but he asked the other day like what are the 10 movies in the last 10 years that you would say didn't get a fair shake and the number one on his list was the Lone range
0: it absolutely didn't get a fair shake it was it was every bit as enjoyable as the verbinski Pirates of the Caribbean, pirates movies. It, you know, it, it, for the the fact that I it love got...
1: I love that Rubinsky directed The Weatherman. because that's yeah. so out of his, and it makes me wonder if that's not what he wishes he was doing. I always because wondered, he was so, I love the movie so
0: much. I always wondered why Nicholas Cage battled a giant octopus at the end of that film. I always thought that was out of place. It seemed
1: forced. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I love The Weather Man.
1: It's an awesome. And very bleak fucking movie.
0: Yeah, Cage.
1: Very bleak.
0: Cage playing a depressing thing is great. Yeah. Who's the dad? Michael, Michael Caine. Cain? yeah. And he's just the whole time, you're a loser, son.
1: They have that scene yeah. where they're trying to connect in the car while Like a Rock by Bob Seger is playing. It's one of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> I love that movie. And just like how he's disgusted by his daughter, I always found so troubling. Like, you know there are people who are disgusted by their kids, but you never really
0: see it. I love when that makes a new movie. Uh, it was the, crazy. Yeah, like Father of the Year when Robin Williams yes. just hates his son. That movie he is is him. something
1: special. That's one of his best movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of which and we can kick off Pat's movie corner with this. Yeah. We both saw Robin Williams Come Inside My Mind. Oh yeah, the documentary, the, uh, the HBO documentary. What'd you think?
1: Uh I enjoyed it. I watched it in one sitting. I thought to myself <laughs> Here's what it reminded me of. When I was like 10, I used to watch I used to be excited on Friday nights cuz I could watch Letterman and sometimes Carson, mostly Leno. And Robin Williams was on Letterman, and I was so excited. So this was like around Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire time. He comes on, he does the thing where he's doing a bunch of improv, and, uh, oh, oh, Tweety Bird, uh, oh, let me tell you, oh, Tweety Bird, oh, and he's flying overhead, and and then Old Man River, and, <laughs> and I was like, you know, This stuff makes me actively frown now. (laughs) Forget laugh. But when I was a kid, I was like, this guy is amazing. He's a genius. You know, you don't have taste when you're a kid. Just drop my phone on the ground. So it reminded me of the the first time I saw through the phoniness and the bullshit of the Hollywood system. I watch him on Letterman. I'm like, this guy's, no matter what Dave throws at him, he can spin it into a joke. He's crazy. He's so talented. And then the very next night he was on Leno and he did the exact same bits verbatim, but in that I'm improving style. Right. And it really shook me up when I was a kid because it just shone a light at how, you know, fake everything is. Right. So I did I never liked his riffing uh beyond age ten or so. I preferred him as a dramatic actor to a comedic actor by about a million percent and I his agree. stand-up comedy is shit <laughs> that said i mean you grow up with robin williams he's like sure. your dad and honestly it's a very similar relationship you're embarrassed by a lot that he does <laughs> uh, your dad's
0: always putting that dress on
1: <laughs> yeah um, right funny voices but um the documentary was fantastic i loved it i love i i can watch any documentary about anything but particularly comedy to which I'll slide in a recommendation for CNN's The History of Comedy, which is has been a blast to watch. They're on season two.
0: Uh, I am not a f- huge fan of that CNN show. But uh, I like, well, some of it just makes me angry, and I like feeling angry.
1: Okay. Like when you see the people they have on. Pete Holmes is actually one of the uh, guests. <laughs> he doesn't make me angry, but I saw him and... Uh, um, you know, they all discuss animation and everything, and they discuss. I'm
0: just sick of people talking about comedy. They
1: all talk about the comedy and a lot. That's
0: why I really didn't like the first half of the Robin Williams documentary because it was sure. all about his comedy and everybody being like, you know, it's all the shit you'd expect. He was he'd come into the room and he was a lightning rod, and it was just a am- you know, yeah. And, and they don't shit. they
1: don't address the joke stealing at all in the documentary,
0: not at all. So all that crap, but once they get into him becoming the actor and like his personal life and who he was actually as a person, right? I, I thought it was very touching and very sweet, and it did make me miss him uh, just being around. So uh, I like the documentary quite a bit. Agree, it was a good one. Um,
1: I would like to, to discuss, if I may, uh, a TV show that I think is really great and, and really well-written. It is called Killing Eve. Okay. And it's become kind of a cult show uh, very quickly. But I watched it on the AMC app. It actually airs on BBC America. So I don't know how those uh, two synced up, but that's, okay. that's what's going on. And uh, it stars Sandra Oh, an actress I have routinely not liked very much, and a bunch of other people I've never seen in anything before. It is by Phoebe Waller-Briggs, who is the voice of the robot in Solo and also did the excellent BBC show Fleabag, which a lot of people love. I highly recommend six episodes. Fleabag
0: is the voice of that robot? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a very
1: funny comedy show, and this, this is like a spy show, a very intense thriller show, lots of twists and turns, but also super funny. And I absolutely loved it. I watched six in a row. I'm dying to see how it ends. Uh, My first day at work, I was like, what do you guys watch that is good? And everybody said Killing Eve. Went home. Got hooked. It's a great show. All right. I recommend it with confidence. You'll like it. All right. Very good. Even if you don't like Sandra.
0: Very good. Um, uh, I'll do a TV show. Dickensian. I think you've discussed Dickensian. On this show? At least to me, but go on. I don't think I have on the show yet. All right. Uh, Dickensian uh, is on Amazon Prime currently. It was a BBC show. It's probably about two years old at this point. They only did one season, but it was you know a lot like Castle Rock. Uh, It is based on the works of Charles Dickens, and it has all the different characters from the Charles Dickens novels intersecting, crossing paths and everything in London. Yeah. Uh, Mary Old London? Mary of London. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you, Pat, things aren't so merry because it oh. opens with a murder. Okay, uh, a murder most foul. Murder <laughs> Yeah, all <laughs> right. And you got it. Have you seen this show? No, but the uh, uh, it opens with the an episode. This is a little bit of a spoiler. Episode one is, it is the main plot point is the murder of Jacob Marley. Uh, and that's how and and everybody's sort of a suspect, and it's a very fun. You know, f- is Fezziwig a suspect? Fast patient. Sh- Fezziwig's dead at this point. Oh, wow. He was young Scrooge. Okay. Uh, but Scrooge is, is in there. Is Fozziwig alive? Only when the Muppets do it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, also, starring Michael Caine, brings it back. As uh, Scrooge. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh,
0: but they're all in it. You know, they're, they're everybody from Great Expectations and, you know, Miss Havisham. Miss Havisham's in it. Um, She's not Havisham yet, though. Okay. She's the future Miss Havisham. Like a young, beautiful woman who hasn't turned yet? She's... Because uh, Havisham's the one with the much older husband, right? Oh, no, wait. No, I'm sorry. No, Miss Havisham like like is an old spinster, like, left to die in an attic. Sorry. Havisham great is young in this, and her brother and her have, and she have just parted ways. Okay. I'm getting the names of people mixed up. And her brother, that's the brother's plot line, is he's actively trying to swindle her out of the money. Uh, you find out there there's a there's a very uh, heavy uh, indication that the brother is gay mm-hmm. and that's not acceptable at that time in society, and that's why his father cut him out of the will. Okay. They take some nice liberties to justify why people don't like one another. My favorite of which being Scrooge catches Cratchit essentially stealing. yeah, be- because he needs to uh, because he's so fucking poor. And that's when Scrooge is like, you're fucked, man. Like, you're under my thumb from now on. And right. that's why he treats Cratchit as badly as he does, because he caught him basically stealing from the company. So I just thought it was cool that they were like, what if we justified why these people treated one another like this? And then also, what if the guy, you know, what if, uh, who's the guy from Oliver Twist, Fagin? The crook Fagin also you know, knew. I,
1: I portrayed Fagin. You did? In the fourth grade. Patrick Walsh is Fagin. I told the story on this podcast. I'd say it is fagging. I don't think Joe even listens to me on this show. You I, well, I don't, but no, I do. In the fourth grade, a, a, a cast list was posted that said in all caps, "Patrick Walsh is fagin When I was fagin. in fourth grade, Fagin. Joe. I'm telling you how how everyone at the school pronounced it <laughs> for the following three months, <laughs> while smashing my face into lockers. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Wow. All right. Uh, So is Oliver Twist involved? He does come into it at one point. And so is um, uh, the Artful Dodgers in there. Okay.
1: They're all in there. It's great. Well, I want to ask you about two movies, and are we going to do them before I discuss them? And those movies are Deadpool 2 and Jurassic World 2.
0: I never want to see either of those movies. All right. So you go
1: for it. Then I would love to talk about Deadpool 2, which might be the best comedy I've seen this year. I don't doubt it. I didn't even love it, by the way. But it is a movie that just pops off joke after joke after joke. It is a huge improvement on the original. Um, It's a full-on comedy. They don't even really... It felt to me like the closest we're going to get. To like a Naked Gun or a Hot Shots, it was so fun, and the percentage of great jokes to duds were surprisingly high.
0: Well, am I making a mistake? Should I see it and then we do do it or no?
1: Well, I, I've I told you, I told you all this weeks ago. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're going to see it or not, but and we could do it when it comes out on Blu-ray. I think it's coming out.
0: If you want to save this, that's
1: all right. No, no, no. It's I. I just felt like. I wish every superhero movie was like this. I know that would be your worst nightmare, Joe, but treating a subject this stupid with about the level of respect it deserves. I thought it was very funny. Contained a great bit of narration where Ryan Reynolds, who co-wrote this one, and it's just a funny man, folks. Admit it. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is really funny. But he goes, uh, Anyway, we're heading into the third act now. This is usually the part of the movie where um, the hero really falls upon his his biggest uh, struggle and biggest downfall. In Cool Runnings, it was when <laughs> John Candy lost his beloved bobsled. In Human Centipede, it was when all those actors realized they'd agreed to do this movie. <laughs> I was like, these are great jokes. I was just enjoying the he hell out of it. Pull
0: off a Cool Runnings reference. Cool
1: Runnings reference. Rob Delaney of Twitter fame, the funniest guy on Twitter now and forever, outside of maybe George Wallace. Uh, And a very nice man. But Rob Delaney is playing the... uh, Like a dad who gets recruited. So they do like this segment where... It's a very short part of the movie, but they're recruiting like a new X-Force. Like an X-Men team. And Rob Delaney just shows up because he saw the ad and he's just like a dad. Like a 45-year-old paunchy dad in pleated khakis. And then they, they all go on this mission together, including Rob Delaney. The payoff of that scene comedically... Was a massive laugh, like a huge, like something about Mary Style theater laugh. All right, they it's it's great jokes. I was, I personally was thrilled by it, considering as I was saying on the last episode how shitty comedy has become. It's, it's shit. It's very entertaining.
0: All right, great. All right, well, I saw. Uh, well, this is a rewatch, which we get sometimes on these uh, segments. Uh, I rewatched. Fences Mm -hmm. with the great Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Uh, When I first saw the movie, I said that I thought it was great. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, Upon rewatch, I have gone from saying I think it's great to I think it's a masterpiece. Holy cow. I caught so much. On first watch, I was like, well, this is a really good movie about family and the struggles and this time period and all that stuff. Second Watch was when I really picked up on what what all of it was truly about with the generations and how his dad, is, Denzel's playing this guy that basically is barely, you know, was living barely out of, like, almost slavery time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And was discriminated against so much fucking harder than his son is, even though his son is still discriminated against. And that his father had it even harder than him, and his mm-hmm. father treated him like garbage and 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 now he's kind of treating his son poorly, but it's because he loves him and he's trying to do his best, but he just doesn't know how to express it and he fucks up and makes a lot of bad mistakes in the film. And it's just a brilliant, brilliant depiction of what the decades and the generations and the culture do to to a family. And how they are unable to relate to one another because of it. But at the end of the day, what the person is doing is the best they're able to give, even though that means potentially doing some very horrible things. Um, You know, it's not like he ever beats on them or anything like that. But, you know, it's this concept of, you know, you do your best. Nobody's perfect. And I, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was a really, really brilliantly written script. I'd love to see the actual play sometime. I'd say it was about the fences between us. Well, that's that's it too. Mhm. Cuz they actually say the line. <laughs> some people build fences to keep people in and some people right. build fences to keep them out. Right. Uh but when he has the final falling out with his son and he says I can't taste anything anymore and he's like now it's just you and me, Mr. Death. Yeah. So it's just you and me. I'm ready for you. Right. And it, that's where uh, I'm at. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now too, quite frankly. But uh, but it's just it's 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 a guy literally like destroy. He's destroying all love in his life because he was never shown any love, and he doesn't. All he knows is how to survive, right? But he still he still tends to his responsibilities. Like he makes sure his son is fed. He makes sure his wife is taken care of, even though he fucks up royally. Uh, You know. So I don't know. It's just a great flick, man. It's, it's one that I would actually purchase at this point and own. Maybe I'll, I'll revisit it. I only saw it the once. And Denzel's just fucking awesome in it. Of course. When the kid throws his uh, helmet at him. Yeah. And he's like, come here, come here. And he's like, you're in the baddest box, son. Yeah. You got one strike. Don't strike out. It's, it's, he's just so intense. He's just awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome movie. Viola Davis crying up a storm. She Snot really amows. I remember. Yeah, she emotes like nobody else out there. She's fantastic. I love it. Great flick.
1: She's really in emote control, I would say. Uh, Uh, I saw Jurassic World Rise of the Machines (laughs) uh, a while back, Uh and uh, my lord, it was not good. Uh I thought Jurassic World was fine. I was like, if they're going to keep this franchise going, I guess this is barely enough. And two is half as good as that. Um, it's just ludicrous. At the end, it's like a haunted house movie with dinosaurs uh, They're I in mean, a mansion running around. I didn't even find that too stupid because at this point they need to do something crazy like that. But somehow they just made it. Not fun and boring and I, I didn't like any of it. How do the dinosaurs get off the island? Uh there's people who bid on them like slaves because they want them to like study or hunt. So they have like auctions of dinosaurs. They get off that way.
0: Even after the events of the first film where they try <laughs> to kill everybody.
1: That's correct.
0: And there's no at no point the government doesn't come in and say, you know, you can't do this anymore, guys.
1: You know, they try to, but it doesn't work.
0: Chris Pratt,
1: there was a brief flash where I was like, this guy's going to be big. Um, he's boring me
0: already. Uh, I'm I'm so over it with Pratt. He's yeah. a talented guy, but it's just, you know, he's the smart-ass, good-looking kid, like, and it's right. very boring. I really hope... Because there's, you know, they're making this last Indiana Jones movie, and then they're saying they might pass the, the torch to somebody else. And they were they were throwing his name around for a while. And I really, really hope it's not him. I bet it's going to happen. So um, it's not going to be Alden Heidenreich. Alden, who's that again? Solo, the star. Of oh, Solo. Solo. He would have been great. He'd be a great Indiana Jones. They're not going to give it to. him. Well, they won't. It'd be what if he throwing money had, away? That'd be crazy. What if he took over all Harrison Ford's parts? <laughs> he won't. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Working
1: Girl 2020, <laughs> starring Alden
0: Hayden Reich. Right, right. Witness again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Air I, Force Two.
1: Am I right? You're right. Air Force One was great. Saw it like a week after Face Off. That was a great time for action movies.
0: That was a big time. Yeah, that was when he was like right in the middle of the clear and present danger shit and all that stuff. Clear and present danger is awesome. Yeah. I like it better than Patriot Games. It's significantly better than Patriot Games.
1: Uh, Uh, Do you have one more here, or are we moving on? I have one more. Okay.
0: I saw, uh, because I was on a Denzel kick after I watched Fences, so I went in and I watched a movie I'd never seen with him. And I'm surprised I've never seen it. You'll be surprised as well. Inside Man. <laughs> Spit tank. Love Inside Man. Awesome. I thought we had
1: discussed that. Maybe not. I guess Awesome not. movie. Oh, Inside Man is the shit. And I'm sure you didn't know the twist because it's been so long.
0: I never knew the twist. Yeah. I never saw it.
1: Never heard it. Or if you heard it, you forgot it.
0: No, I never heard it. Nobody ever told me the twist.
1: That, I mean, Spike Lee, I'm I'm always glad when he comes back, and I feel like he'll always come back until he's dead. I'm excited to see Black Klansman, which did very, very well this weekend. He's one of our best directors, and the lack of respect people give him is shocking. And he's made more great movies than almost anyone. Uh, and Inside Man is like just him doing like a big commercial movie, and it's awesome. There's so much extra shit in it. Like beyond just being a good thriller, like there's a lot to say. It's shot awesomely. There's great stuff in it.
0: There's great dialogue in it. A lot it's of great twists movie. and turns. Yeah, a lot of interesting racial commentary. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's as you would expect from a Spike Lee movie, but not necessarily in this type of Spike Lee movie. Right. But it's very well done, and it's 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 woven into the into the plot uh, seamlessly. It's it's a great uh, it's a great flick, and Denzel's anytime Denzel is playing anything he's awesome but i particularly like when he is a hero and sort of an anti-hero at first where you're like i don't know if this guy's straight and narrow or what um willem dafoe jodie foster yep killing it playing playing a bad guy she never plays a bad guy uh and she looks stunning in the goddamn movie jesus god it's a great movie so you know Speaking of uh, plot twists, by the way, Pat. Yeah. Uh, this this episode is due for a twist because we're thirty two minutes in and we technically haven't gotten on with the show yet. Oh, you're right. You're right. Then let's just
1: get on with the show, and at the same time, on with the even Joe. <laughs>
0: Butterflies. Very good. Right? Very good. Whew. I thought know, of one at the last second there. I, I don't know how you keep coming up with these damn things.
1: Keep coming up with hits like every damn day.
0: Uh real quick, Joe scary stuff. Um for you PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 fanatics out there, uh, and any of you that like Star Wars. I strongly suggest you revisit the Force Unleashed and the Force Unleashed Two video games. The this is yet another thing like we were talking about the Lone Ranger. It got these got such a bum rap when they came out. Very lukewarm reviews. People were complaining that they su- uh, it's ridiculous. Go go fucking! These are great, great, great video games. They're stunningly beautiful. Uh, they're they play well. You have the Force and you. Do all kinds of crazy force shit. It's it's fucking awesome. It's aw- right. they're awesome action games. I don't understand what it, you know. It was just it was cool to hate Star Wars then. So, uh, I suggest you revisit those. Uh, do yourself a favor. I actually have one.
1: I watched the Scream Factory Blu-ray of Tobey Hooper's Life Force. I own it myself. Uh, long heard rumors about it just being completely insane those it certainly lived up to those rumors it's a crazy movie it's a crazy movie it had you know one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen in my life walking around completely naked mm-hmm. for 90 of the 120 <laughs> minutes right not exaggerating um seems like just a godsend to like kids surfing hbo in the 80s and 90s yeah um i I'm definitely selling it. It's not something I'm ever going to watch again. But oh, really? It was fascinating, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. You sort of did that right. Well, it had special features. Yeah, so. I had an interview with her where she said she was ashamed of it. Why was she ashamed of it? Because it's like doing porn, basically. Because she's naked? Yeah. She doesn't have sex with anybody in it. She has sex? Yes, she does. With or that's several That's how
0: she people. kills them. Yeah, but it wasn't like porn, you know. It was
1: like uh, Species before
0: Species. I think it's an awesome movie. Amazing practical effects. One yeah. of the few good Agreed. films that Cannon put out. And I don't mean good in an, an ironic way. Most of Cannon's films are ironically good. This is actually a good film, I think. Uh, Toby Hubert's finest work outside of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not better than Poltergeist. I mean, if you want to call that a Toby Hooper oh, movie, oh shit! Well, he even it's it true. even came out that he even said like, yeah, he was yeah. You know. Um, but uh, I, you know, it's a fun flick. Um, it's it's got some good gore in it, if I remember. It doesn't seen it in a while. No, it uh, was a cool movie. I mean, I was excited as soon as in the opening credits it says based on the novel Space Vampires. <laughs> There's was the original title. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, that's that lets you know where you're at. That's up there with Hotel for Dogs and, that's and right. uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> that's right. Not a lot of mystery in those titles. No. Are you going to see Crazy Rich
1: Asians? No. No?
0: I don't have an interest. Uh, people are saying it's a
1: masterpiece. Look, <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll see what these Asians are up to.
0: Uh these crazy yeah. Asians. Um, it's such a ridiculous title, right? Like but like people are saying it's very, very good and it's like it redefines the ro- this is how everybody talks now though. <laughs> they say it redefines the rom com. Uh huh. We'll see. Um, but uh you know, I'm not against it. It just doesn't seem you to be. You are right. against Asians. Only crazy Only poor crazy Asians. rich. Oh, okay. This is this is you know crazy rich is a different story. Yeah, I'm kidding everybody. Before you, I'm kidding. Before the blog, before you get your blog out. I see You real. I see You real. Anyway, yes, let's get on to our movie of today. We're at about, we're approaching the forty minute mark. It's probably time. The film is called Mission Impossible Colon Fallout. And they, and this time around, they actually spelled the word colon out. Right. It was, I thought, going to be taking place
1: entirely in Tom Cruise's colon. Mm-hmm. Like inner space, sort yeah. of. Uh, I loved this film. Uh-huh. You know, it's... What you go to these movies for. One great big old action set piece after another. You got five minutes of Tom Cruise running as fast as he can. That's just awesome. Um, Best of the series? I don't know. People calling it best action movie ever made? No. No, that's crazy. But it sure is entertaining. And I can't imagine somebody who likes an action movie not liking it.
0: Here's my one-sentence review. Scientology, where do I sign up? I know. It's working for this guy. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I. He's love... on cruise control. Yes. Right? Uh, like Speed 2. Like Speed 2. I love the film as well. Uh, it, five is my favorite of the series. Great. They would have had to do a lot to top five for me. Is that the one with the washing machine bit? They're in like a giant washing machine? Uh, yeah, when he's got a... yeah goes in reverse it's also the one where he hangs off the actual flying plane right well he hung off a flying plane in this one too yeah he climbs a rope attached to a moving helicopter It's real uh but yeah man it's an awesome movie i mean you got first of all you got you got cruise coming in with with i mean the guy it's just charisma just dripping off of him yeah just just coming in doing his thing and and just kicking ass and being great and just when you're like you know, you're sitting there going, I, I fully believe this man can do all of these things. I believe it. Yeah. Who Who could be a match for this man? Right. They bring in goddamn Superman. Cable. Yeah. Only he, time I've ever liked Cable. And he comes in, and, you, and it's, it's the same thing. You're mustache like, helps him a lot. This guy does every fucking thing. He, I believe all of it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> mustache helps him out a lot. Um, as you said, Ving Rhames is back. Uh Peg's back. Simon Pegg is back. Uh, Michelle Moynihan is back. Michelle Moynihan is back. Angela Bassett, a new addition. Bassett. Uh, enjoyed her very much as the sort of bald one. You know, the cold. I <laughs> thought said the bald one. I was like, she's not bald. No. You know, she's like the hard-boiled director of CIA. She's right. almost like um, Central Intelligence the uh, the lady in Suicide Squad that Viola Davis what, I can't remember the character's name now, but yeah, either can Viola. <laughs> um, but she's great. Baldwin is 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 a lot of fun. Uh, Baldwin had some of my favorite lines in the movie. Yep. Um, and I I do like too that they they it it's a continuation of five. Yeah, it's a direct continuation of five. I don't think any of the other ones did that. No. And, and, but I still think you could follow back. it without having even
1: seen five. I yeah. think everybody sees all these. But they're they're not only beating the James Bond movies at their own game, they're just significantly better. And they leave them in the
0: dust. Now, do you think this is the last one? I don't. Not at all. Going into it, I didn't think it was. Going out of it, I thought it was. Because it was very much about him, Tom Ethan Hunt, uh, making amends in his life. Mm-hmm. They they go out of their way about four times in the film to have him say the exact line, I'm so sorry. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, you know, Joe, that's so that they can say, he said he'd never do it again, and then him <laughs>
0: tying on a bandana.
1: <laughs>
0: but, you know, it's this like... This movie
1: made too much money. You ever known Hollywood to leave $10 no, on the table? No, no, no.
0: But I'm just saying, like, this did seem like a tie up all the loose ends. Like, right. they finally brought... Th- there's going to be spoilers here. They finally brought closure to the storyline with his wife. Yep. Um, the CIA and the the MIF, or whatever the fuck they're called, or IMF, they finally made amends. Um, you know, he kind of did right by... He's finally with the woman that he fell in love with in the last movie. Uh, you know, he stuck to his... To his principles in the mo- in in the in a time when it was the hardest for him to honor his principles, he didn't betray himself. It just seemed like it was kind of like this was it. But right. but I don't know. Um,
1: they would have said the final Mission Impossible. You, you use that in your marketing if that's what it was going to be.
0: So I, I mean, look, I'll, I'll keep seeing these things as long as they keep making them. Of course, they're just great, and Macquarie
1: who really didn't do anything between Usual Suspects and, like, well, he did Way of the Gun and then kind of dropped out of Hollywood. But I started seeing his name and things about five years ago, and now he just makes the best action movies. Jack Reacher was pretty awesome. You
0: and know, Is that how he got on to Mission Impossible? Must have been, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Jack Reacher 1 was before MI5, right? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I heard Jack Reacher's good. I never saw it. It's great. I never saw the second one, but Jack Reacher is a lot of fun. I heard the second one sucks. That might be true. Uh, I got to see that. I don't know why I've never seen it. I mean, I, you know, with uh, it's it's a John, it's a John Wick thing, right? And it's basically yeah, it's really good. He comes out and uh, and beats people up, pretty much. Yeah, and reaches over and beats them up. <laughs> Jack Reacher. What was your favorite action sequence in MI6? Uh,
1: for me, it was that cruise running bit. It just pumped me up.
0: Which, well, which one? Which you know, jumping from building to building, and oh, the one I like that too, where he comes to the window. Right. He's Like, why'd you stop? I'm at a window. Yeah. I thought there was some really funny parts in it too. I liked how like they'd be in the middle of doing some crazy secret spy shit, and like a you know, and then a normal person would be there. Right. You know, like I like when he had to go. He's chased. He's being chased by the bad guys, and he, he breaks up the funeral. Right. Yeah. Again, says I'm so so sorry. Right. Like they they just there there were some really funny bits in it like that, but um, yeah, cruise running was awesome. I'm gonna go with. I think the motorcycle thing might have been my favorite. That was pretty cool,
1: but that was the only time where, and, and I'm I'm pretty confident, but I think there was some digital work going on in there.
0: Well, they say that, that you can see him break his ankle and he crashes on that bike and then gets up and starts running. Yeah. And he's hopping lightly on one of his feet. And I'm like, holy shit, I think that's when he broke his ankle. Right. Um But my favorite scene in the whole thing, there's a great setup in the beginning of the film where Angela Bassett says you're just a bunch of boys running around in masks. Yeah. Because they always cover their faces with the, you know. And I love the uh When, like, they move the bad guy out, or they move the fake, Simon Pegg is the fake bad guy out of custody, and they leave the fake bad, the real bad guy in Henry Cavill's custody. Yeah. And then that's the scene where Cavill reveals to him, reveals to the audience that they're in cahoots and he's actually a bad guy. And then he goes, Cavill goes... She's right. They are just a bunch of children running around in masks and realizes that Simon Pegg is the one sitting there. And right. That part was awesome. And then Baldwin comes up behind him with the gun, and he goes, "I Oh, I've ruined your day, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole... I love all that fucking shit. I
1: didn't like Wolf Blitzer being in it.
0: <laughs> he wasn't. It was Simon Pegg <laughs> dressed as Wolf Blitzer.
1: Yeah i uh that was my only issue, and then it's crazy that they still do the face peeling off. I mean
0: <laughs> it's what's <much> insane
1: <laughs> uh in in a series of movies that are so based in reality it's it's weird that they keep going back to it, but it is mission impossible well, I'll
0: tell you this it's even it's even crazier that I'm still buying it,
1: yeah, still going along with it
0: when they say i'm gonna make a mask of his face and wear it i, I every time I'm like,' oh, of course you are yeah, that's what you need to do right now, yeah. Uh yeah, it was a, it was a good flick. I really enjoyed it. Um the uh that 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 those opening sequences get me revved up, man. That whole thing The fun movies. You know, when uh, yeah, the Wolf Blitzer part where he walks in and then the four walls fall and you realize it's not a hospital. He's yeah. in their facility. And he goes this this goes this goes as far as we say it goes or whatever the line is and then right. it kicks into the fuse. And the music. That's exciting stuff, man. I agree, Joe. That's exciting stuff. I, I actually thought it would have been better, and I mean this, if Wolf Blitzer was actually Wolf Blitzer, but <laughs> <laughs> but a member of the IMF that you said that never see. Like I thought that would have been right. funny. Right. Uh it's crazy, but I just thought it would have been funny if this whole time Wolf Blitzer was like a secret agent or something.
1: Do you think we'll get another Austin Powers?
0: I mean, if there's a God in heaven, we will. I feel like there's
1: zero chance. Oh, come on, dude. If Myers went to Netflix and said, I want to do an Austin Powers, which might be what we'd get, they'd do it. If he wants to go theatrical, I don't know. People would see it. I'd see it. I'll tell you that much.
0: Dude, anything's possible. We've seen... We saw Star Wars with 75-year-old Han Solo. Like, anything is possible. It's true. Um. What about Wayne's World now? Wayne's World 3. Uh it would be qu- I, 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 that would just be sad at this point. <laughs> I think that would be what's great about it. Um well that's what the Bill and Ted thing kind of is is yeah. like that they had
1: 2 was pretty sad as well. There was a melancholy to it.
0: Well, it also is sad when because they're it's fine when those two guys are running uh, like Dante runs the convenience store. Yeah. And uh Randall runs the video store. That's fine. Right. Even if they're in their 40s or 50s or 60s. Once you take those guys out of that and you and they have to work fast food together, that's when it gets depressing. Yeah. I gr- <laughs> agree. You know? So um Clerks 3 not happening, but Jay and Silent Bob get rebooted is I'm very excited for that. As am I. I think it's going to be great. You know, it's an exact. It's an exact, it's so up its own ass, it's crazy. It's an exact remake of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. What is? The Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. What are you making that face for? I don't know what you're talking about. Kevin Smith, his next movie is Jay and Silent Bob Get a Reboot. Oh, okay. That's the movie. It's a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And they are...
1: Making Jay and Silent Bob straight back into a
0: no, and the plot of it is is they're finding they, Jay and Silent Bob find out Hollywood is doing a reboot of Blunt Man and Chronic, okay, and they have to go across country again to stop it. So it's like this—that's it, like the most self-referential thing I've ever. Yeah, I, I'm already confused. <laughs> it's the same plot as the original, except right. now it's they're older, and Hollywood is making another. Re- a reboot of that first movie that they were going to stop in the first film. You follow me? I follow you. Uh, When's that coming out? Soon, I think. like It's yeah. it's definitely getting made. It's not
1: like... Did you like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back?
0: Yeah, I loved it. It had some laughs. I loved it. It's got my favorite Jay Will line. Will Ferrell's funny in it. Will Farrell's very funny. It's got my favorite J line of all time when he's talking about the trolls on the internet and why it matters and Ben Affleck... Doesn't understand why they care so much. Mm -hmm. And Jay goes, just what if we meet some hot chicks? And they're like, ooh, we want to suck you guys' dicks off. (laughs) And then they see what these fucking assholes are saying about us on the internet. (laughs) That's a very funny line to me. All right. uh, All right. You know, sit up there on your high horse.
1: Look, I like uh, uh, a little more uh, urbane wit. (laughs) Urban humor, you mean? Yes, Martin. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Shanae All right. <laughs> Folks, we have loved talking to you. We're going to be back with what? Do, we, do you know, Joe? Uh,
0: I believe next month we'll start with Army of Darkness. Yes, we're going to get some classics in. Get some classics
1: in. Army of Darkness has been requested many times. I just watched a new uh, Blu-ray of it. And that's a movie a lot of people have a lot of opinions on, which cuts the best, and so on and so forth. Um, plugs, I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram, at the Patrick
0: Walsh. Uh, cool Kids premiere September 28th on Fox. Uh, Joe Rosa comedy on Instagram, and uh, in September, well, this is the le- I think this weekend, I'll be up in Washington at the Campbell Lake. August, or sorry, Jesus, August. August. Uh, if this is the last episode in August, I believe it's this weekend that I will be at the Campbell's Resort up in Washington there, state. So come uh, see me if you can. And then uh, Red Clay Festival in September in in uh, Atlanta. And, and before we go, people, we've got your... I don't know if you heard... Man, Khan just shook real loud behind me there. I don't know if you heard that rattle. Anyway, we've got your shout-outs. For the month of August, uh, and here they are: Anthony V. Manito, aka Party McFly; Chuck Eggs; Chloe Paget; Brooke Adams; Michael Wit Wyn- w- 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 Witzet; Zach Baldwin; Matthew Ross; Daniel McLean; Scott Burchett; Dennis Ormston; Travis Hines; Joss we- John Weisengruber; Matthew McGuire; Angela Picaro; James O'Brien; Kamani Coldfielder. Ole Wago, Matthew Moon, Jay Fisher, Sean Lyle, John Hollywood, Jake McAlvane, Meredith McWilliams, Gregory Hassel, Jesse, or excuse me, Jesse Janicki, Mike Greenwood, Brianna Alkire, I believe. Uh, as always, people, apologies if I'm not saying your name right. I'm trying my best here. Uh, and if I'm not saying it right, you can let us know. Uh, and then we'll try to correct that. Chloe Rothaker. Matt. Supportive guy, Martin Brandt, oops, I said that last one wrong, Scott Connor, Anthony Rodriguez, Chris Passmore, Casey Jones, Sinji, Dermot, fuck you, Blade Runner was a great fucking movie. All right. Uh, Robert Haynes, uh, Natalia Hatley, Will Pittman, Kevin McNanny, Kevin Driscoll, Jen Wessels, Lewis Bell, Heighton Davidson, Joe Hoffman, Scott Sweeney, Jay Miller, Clayton Stamper, Amanda Lancaster, Michael Bolas, Ethan Gamage, James Girolamo. Girolamo? One of the two. Derek Adams, Sean Hall, Adam Lounsbury, Brett, Fange- Brett Frangella, Toby Bell. That's almost like Tobin Bell. Vincent Franks, Natalie Hartline, Joseph Regoza, Steve Burton, Annie DiMario, Bo. Aaron Roberts, Scott John, Ben Meddy, Kevin Eason, Rich Tillman, Sarah Catherine, Paul Francis Murchie, Scott Sweezy, Cara Conini, right? Joshua Taj Bozerman, Chuck Andrews, Neil Dalby, Tom Laverick, Tucker Rauch, John Smith, Edmund Agabo, Andrew, Brian Bolarier. Will Helms, Jennifer Anna, Bryce Buckmaster, T.L. Monholland, or is that T.I. Monholland? Melissa Alvarez, Jake Bullock, hashtag tang- Tangus Religion Zero foxtrotcom You fucks. Tangus Religion. Um, anyway, Matt Crawford, Janice, Jenna, excuse me, Richard Deming. Brian Calls, Tim Drain, Michael Madrigal. Go to Mr. Suit Records when you're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Richard Howenstein, Bretton Fraser, Sean, Luke Physiak, Karen Kilgariff. Listen to our friend Karen's wonderful podcast, My Favorite Murder. Uh, Tyler Sanderson, Joey Moeller, Shelby L., Nathan Basket, Gary Myron, Cy Rod, Dylan Lahr, Phil Burrell, Edmund Dillon, The Black Magic Ninja, Scott, Pauline Cyrell, Patrick Baxter, Daphne Kellogg, Ryan Martz, Tristan Avery, Hunk Masterson, Richard Ironman, Matthew J. Brown, Julie Aguirre, Charity Ferguson, Hank Gustafson, Nick Walther, Alex C., Alexander Stein, Tyler Keatley, Emily Marvell, John B. Watt. Thank you, John. Good buddy of mine. More And go to John's Etsy shop, which I, again, have forgotten the goddamn name of. Uh, I'm sorry, John. I don't know why I cannot remember it. Maury Benjamin, Nicholas Burns, Alex Nelson, Jeremy Cool, Derek Clark, Alex Shipley, Sean Pinnock, Amanda Thomas Timothy Letso, Shane Nazarene, Smelly Bubbles, Samantha Kiefer, I love you. I wonder if that's Samantha writing that or somebody saying that to Samantha. David Bellinger, Hunter McDonald, Justin Boanger, Adam Bembenek, Manny Rios, Demanio Rubio, Brandon Gash, Jake Ferret, Rob Lines. Didn't Brandon's one of the artists, right? Your mic's not on. Yes. Yes. He did the little. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you, Brandon, for the art. Yeah, I uh, Pat keeps talking. Then that was mic's not on. Yeah. Jake for well, just a just a nod. Yes. You know, it would have been fine. Jake Ferret, Rob Lines, Jacob Barrett, Jordan C., Maxwell Ashcroft, Ryan Kohler, Barb Allen, Jonathan Face, Rebecca Cohen, Chris Bowen, Mike Gibbons, Donnie Joyce, Michael Dawson, Jennifer Smith, Connor Dennehy, Stephen Copa, Kevin Swistowicz, Anthony Jake Guajardo, Annie Johannesson, Timmy Kay, Megan Librand, Scott Blickensdurfer, Alec Walker, Brett Werner, Tristan Carlson, Laura Sexton, Anthony Guajardo, Weston Thomas, Veed Hill, Jared Blair, Josh Smallridge, Richie Verdugo, Chris Hopper, Emily Griffith, Emily Florence. Thank you, Emily, for all you do. Sean Al, Dave Comerick, Abby Manuel, Kim D'Angelo, John Galat, Michael McBee, Stephanie Power, Sterling Abringo, Juron Sanderson, Diego Campos, Stefan Masu. I always have trouble with that one. Sorry, Stefan. Zoe Blaskovic. Aisley Kivensland. Dan McLeod. Lorenz Bunganeers. Alejandro Salagado. Papa Spoosh. Tracer Reddington. Sean Thomas. Amanda Alzamura. Jason Weibel. Mike Corey. Drew Spidler. Uh, Andrew Koval, Sam Mitchell. Aaron Milanowski. Scott Nolan, Jack Gertz, Ben, Misty Zavar, Molly Russell's Moley Russell's Wart. Very nice. Dajne Wilford, Johnny Ferg, Matthew, Matthias Pagwai. No, fuck. Math, <laughs> Matthias Paljo. Sorry. All right. He even put the pronunciation in there. Michelle Gold, Danielle Dewar, Eric Lamora, Stephen Reese, Kevin... Marcinek, Lawrence Anderson, Jared Smallridge, Will Podorf. Thank you, Will, for the art. Natalie Craig, Kyle Kinsland, Monty. Just going to leave it at Monty. Sorry, Monty. I remember you don't like us saying your name. Uh, Ani Babaduk, Scott Patton, August Rydell, Paul Pickle Pickler, Pick, Pick Earl, Paul Pickerl, uh, Rage, last name sounds. Asian Beth Gaston Julie Bailey Michael Aiello? Oh Aiello. Uh Reed Aesthetic and Max Unrath guys we were overwhelmed by the amount of support thank you so much that was a hard 7 minutes of eight, almost 8 minutes of shout outs thank you so much we'll see you next time we'll see you in hell mighty, 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 mighty.
1: Show.